Hi guys. Welcome to the sixth episode of Thrifting Minds. Woo! New year and we're back. Same cause. Better than ever. You know it. I can't believe it's 2020. <laughs> I can't believe it's the end of January. Oh my gosh, yeah, January 28th when we're recording this. Yes, guys, we are back. We are happy to talk to you guys about a lot of catching up that we needed to discuss, not only with just me and Mary, but with you guys. Yeah, I feel like people have been reaching out to us and We've following been us so much and love. yeah, it's so all the sweet. love, all the love. Keep sending it our way. We love it. Yes. It's so great. Um, welcome to all the new followers or listeners as well. We got new followers on Instagram, which I am loving. Thank you guys. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> we got we're sharing people's styles. They're sharing us back. It's just such a really beautiful community that yes. is just pouring out of this new year already. Okay. And we got new listeners. Shout out to everybody that's listening to our Thrifting Minds podcast. If you're new to this podcast, it is a podcast based for thrifters by thrifters. And we want to express to you how important our climate is and how that affects our clothing that we are wearing, which is a segue into our episode oh yeah we got a lot to cover today but first let's just let's just start with with first ch- giving a little cheer cheers. cheers what are we drinking today dom we are drinking um bacardi mm-hmm. lemonade mm-hmm. or actually a splash of lemonade and grapefruit mm-hmm. it's mm, fresh it's so fresh on like this day that it's actually kind of fresh as well yeah, it started out really fresh, and then I, like, around mm, four, that muggy. cold front got a, started coming through. Cold, yeah. cold front. I'm using air quotes. You're so funny. I'm like, where's the winter at? Yeah. It's still hot as hell here. It's still kind of chilly. I got, I got, the wind's got a bite to it. It's going to be, like, Girl, a I have whole, three layers. It's going to be warm. a whopping, thir- like, what, 50 degrees tomorrow or something like that? I have three layers on, guys, and it's going to be 50 <laughs> degrees. Like, that can tell you how Texans roll. Ooh. All of our northern listeners are are not happy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's negative here. Oh, yeah. Well, Dom, what have you been up to this new year, this new decade? Girl, 28 days into 2020, I've been published twice. Woo! <laughs> Say it again. I've been published twice. <laughs> Where? Um, Where can we find these? Where can you find published? Thrifted Fills' yes. styling, um, one being Voyage Dallas. Um, they have a online uh, magazine and a hard copy that you can buy in Dallas or through their website at voyagedallas.com. I am in there speaking on um, just women in business, people of color and how that affects um, business as well and how I'm able to give back to my community and styling. So I'm excited about that. My second publication was based from LA, which I was <gasps> excited. I don't know if I talked to about it, but I went to San Diego for my birthday and I met up with my friend Eunice and she is an amazing photographer. Shout out to Eunice Fernandez Photography. If anybody's interested, she's all over Thrifted Fields' Instagram. She did a shoot with me and she actually submitted that, not me not knowing, until after to a local LA magazine, which later published about a week ago and I'm in that oh as my well. God. So that's huge. It's a big deal, Mary. And they're so beautiful. Thank you so much. I shared them. I read them, Aww. reshared them. I love you, Mary. So beautiful. I We're gonna repost you. them so people yes. our new followers can see them. Our old followers can be refreshed. See them again. <laughs> yeah. So and Mary inspired. Yes. Tell me what's been going on with you, boo. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know what? I don't feel like a whole lot. I Okay. You yeah, got a whole lot going on, Mary. I mean, I? <laughs> maybe maybe it's not enough to be like, oh, guys, this is so exciting. But you're doing a lot. You're doing your new internship. I am. I am doing you, an internship. You're killing it in the game of the podcast life. You're coming up with ideas. Ooh. You're you're bringing <laughs> look, you're bringing people in. Oh, you're Speaking so- of y'all, Mary's been doing some outreach. I don't know why she's not saying some things oh, that I she wants to say. <laughs> I have been busy with that. I designed yes. and yes. printed and 
and just posted Created. Up <laughs> some some flyers and Dom helped with the design and Girl, I didn't do nothing. Uh, you did. I was like, which one should I use? And you were like this one. I was like, you're right. She you <laughs> you created some greatness. I really love the color play. I love how simple you made. We gotta keep that pink. We gotta keep it's that we color. are a bubbly vibe. We yeah. are so electric when we when we speak to each other. We have so much energy. We're passionate about talking about thrifting. Yeah. And you killed it. I'm so proud of you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, you're also going to be out there. You got yes. some flyers now. I got now, some flyers too gonna, now, y'all. You're going to be putting up at some really cool. Funky in, coffee in spots. Yes. yes. So be on the lookout, everybody. If you see any of our flyers anywhere in Austin, take a picture, tag us. Show us that you love us. Yes. Because we love to see the ones that we've gotten already. We got yeah. about two people that just like, oh, my God, you guys are in Uptown Cheapstick. What's up? Yeah. So and that's, that's so the first one. It's a little scavenger hunt. It is a scavenger hunt, yeah. guys. All right. So this episode is all about the climate and how it's dealing with our clothing right now. But yeah. we want to open up with something that's kind of dear to everybody's heart at the moment. Yeah, it's even bigger than just the fashion industry. It's yes. an entire continent. <laughs> yes. Um, so everybody knows about Australia's fire disaster. Um, it was something that hit us all by storm, really, and has affected us in ways we didn't know. And even though we're not there, we're still affected by this, um, this climate and how... Australia is trying to, you know, salvage what they have of, of, of mm. what they got going on there. Um, I guess I want to briefly talk about, uh, uh, you know, some facts that I've um, recently uh, read about. And um, it's truly pretty much true to me. And I feel so inclined to speak about it just because I feel like people have a lot of misinformation on um, what the online is saying, what he or she is saying, I'm getting my facts from Helen Lawson, um, which is a part of the Green Peace Organization, which is based out of DC, and they focus on nature, climate, and forest. So this is a blog slash website organization that focuses on, like I just said, nature, climate, and forest. So she's pretty much saying, hey guys, you know, let's, let's clear up the rumors here. A lot of people are saying that this was arson and that, yeah. you know, you know, people are out to get, you know, all of our greenery and how the greenhouse is affected by uh, people. And they just feel like all of these political views are being pushed one way. Mm -hmm. And I am here to say that, like, people are forgetting the main purpose of what's going on. And that's climate change. Mm -hmm. And even Miss Helen um, from Greenpeace speaks about how it's been months prior to this um, incident that they've seen flags of what's going on there. Yeah. And, you know, I want to just speak the truth and say, like, people don't really realize the impact on what the climate change is doing and how um, one fire can turn into the biggest fire in the, in the world. Yeah, because I think what's happening in this happens all the time throughout history, whether it's political, whether it's environmental, whether it's sociological, but fear generates distrust. It generates uh, more fear. And that's kind of like what you're saying. And, and I kind of have a similar fact to what to add to your point, which is that scientists have been predicting the fires in Australia for a while. And the fires in Australia are an indication of what will start happening in different parts of the world due to climate change. So it's not just it's not someone that's starting these fires. These yes. there have been red flags, as, as you've said. Um, and that, I think, is a really terrifying reality to come to terms with and to um, try to to react against. But. I think that that's kind of what people are doing and, and the coping with different ways, but also we have to do something because, you know, uh, science is behind this. Correct. It's, yeah. It is behind this. Um, I think for me, it's like, if we think about the clothing aspect of what um, all of this has to do with it, I feel like people are, are losing the fact that, the you know, 8% of the global greenhouse has to do with 
our clothing. Well, I think I have 10 percent. I, I, I heard I got 8 percent. Well, I got 8 percent okay. on like the footwear industry. Oh, okay. so this is like just as the footwear industry okay. has like 8 percent of wow. like the global greenhouse gas emission. Nearly the same as the, the uh, nearly the same as like people in Europe. Like they're mm-hmm. even trying to work better on clearing that up. But like just globally, the U.S. has like eight percent of like just the industry when it comes to just gas and and how that affects you know the climate and they they are tracking that this is going to increase until 2030 and it's also important to note to go back to your previous point dom about how this is also um i think we should have um exorbitant exorbitant amounts of empathy and sympathy for australia um but there's also uh, data from NASA showing that the smoke from Australia has made a, and this is a direct quote, a full circuit around the globe. So you were saying that these effects ha- are affecting everyone. Yes, that's one way that that's that that's you know an, a literal yeah. fact of mm-hmm. like how it you know it's been proven that Australia has been keeping up with what they're seeing. Is everyone else keeping up with what they're seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're saying, like, oh, my God, this is so horrible. But, like, the Amazon, like, let's think about that. Like, going back mm. to prior months then, how the Amazon was affected. I'm sure, you know, a lot of people feel different about that. But it's showing a pattern. It's showing mm-hmm. a pattern that the world itself is sick of us. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. need to, to make it better. We need to mm. make it more healthier. Yeah, one interesting fact that I found... That was by the global research of wildfires um, is that wildfires have actually reduced, quote, an area in recent years, meaning that they're not as like they won't spread as far. And the reason for this is because there's more and more natural grassland and um, forests are converted to farmland. So they can't. Mm. um, So there's not as there's just not as much um, just natural land out there. So that fires are not as like natural fires are not as big now, wildfires. Um, but uh, that that um, along with that, they have also found that as the temperature of the planet continues to warm, it gets more combustible. So the thing is, is that even if the fires are not as big, they're going to be more frequent. As I, I believe, I can, you know, I, yeah. I could be wrong about that. No. And if I am, I want people to let me know. But that's right. what I got from... Um, the global research of wildfires um, is that our world itself is not even like healthy enough to even have like simple little wildfire or wa- mm. wildfire yeah. fires. I'm sorry, right? Because like, we have, but we don't have that much much land mm-hmm. or natural resources such as bushes or trees or grass or things like that. Yeah, so that's kind of what I think. Yeah, I think that's what I was kind of getting at. And obviously, fashion as far as I know, uh, did not start the fires in Australia, right? Correct. But no. as you were saying, no, not at has all. Has a huge, huge carbon emissions. Yeah, they play um, together. Yeah, maybe not on the same field, but they have uh, like a lot of like similarities on how yeah. they affect each other. Right. It's like correlation does not does not mean causation, but yes, one, we have to look at all of the big pictures, and that's something that I think we talk about a lot when we talk about sustainability you or know, how people over coffee and yeah and we're and how big it is like we're just talking about one sector of it but us you know what's yeah. happening in australia and then the rest of the world is a very big picture um but what do we do about that on our in our day-to-day lives but i think you know before we get to that um i know you yes, have, have a story you have some, a story um to share with us about a family in Australia. Yes. So I, I want that to take priority and you have yes. the bike. So, okay guys. So Mike, Mike check. I'm here. No, it's kidding. All right. So I'm, I don't want this to be a sad story, even though it's a sad story. I want us to know that we're giving you this information so that you can have this knowledge and use this knowledge as a light and light somebody else's candle. If you know what I'm saying. All right. So this family was actually um, rescued um, along with another family. So I got this information based off of CNN um, by Guiana. I think I'm saying that wrong, but Guiana Mez. And she is a journalist from New York. 
and she is writing on two different families in particularly. So the family that I'm going to speak about is an Australian family that is in love with the wild fi- wildlife um, that Australia has to offer. Um, they're based from Canada. So this is Megan the Wegg family. Um, they're based from Canada, but they live in Australia. Okay. Um, they do have relatives that um, were visiting from New York. So this is why I believe that the, the reporter felt so... I guess attached to this this story, um, so they had a hundred, I guess, um, acres of land that were filled with animals, all wild animals such as goats, sheep, horses, cows. Um, they said they even had mm, mules. I don't even is that like a donkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just th- they said they had thousands of animals on on board, and they had their had a farm where they um, also did farmers markets at their land, so oh. that local people around them could buy fresh food. Wow. So the Webb family invited or Wegg, sorry, the Wegg family invited their relatives to visit them during the time of the Australian fire. Wow. Um, the family visited, which was her her relatives of about four. Um, her husband and two of her kids, a boy and a girl, they all visit her in her Australian farm home. And, of course, later that day, or not that day, later that week, that's when the Australia fire hit. Oh, my God. So th- the thing is that she had a cellar where she kept all of her dry goods, which is like things for her mules and chickens mm. and things like that. And luckily, she said she felt a vibe. In the story, she's saying that she felt a vibe that, you know, something was going on with, with the climate. She felt, like, different. The air felt different. She, she stated that, like, even her animals were acting different. Yeah, so and the first indicators of something's s- wrong. Exactly. The, and she said she knew something was wrong. And she, she immediately told her family, she's like, hey, you know, the animals are acting weird. Maybe we should gather them all up and put them in the barn. You know, so they gathered all the animals, put them in the barn. Later that night, they heard the fire and it was already on, like, pretty much approaching their land. Um, They immediately went into the cellar, which is pretty much like a, they said a 10 people cellar that had plenty of food, plenty of water. Long story short, about 30 minutes after that, they wanted to see what was going on. So the husband, the both of the husbands of, of the relative and her, um, her went out to just search around to see what was going on. Um, they stated that they waited about an extra 30 minutes outside of their partners going out there. They didn't come back. Um, they immediately got freaked out. Um, they had two kids, four kids in total with them, and then, of course, they had them together. Um, they didn't come back after 30 minutes, and then another 30 minutes came around. And then another 30 minutes came around. And they're so still not back. So they're still not back. Two and a half hours later, they both had the guts to go up there, leaving the kids in the cellar by themselves mm. to go search for their husbands. Mm. Shortly after, they, wa- they literally immediately got up. The smoke, the fire, the mist, the everything was hitting them right at that oh. moment. Luckily, the, the, a relative that's from New York ran to the house that was clearly on fire to oh. see to just yell to see if her, her husband was there. And mm. and her the actual woman, Miss Wegg, went to the barn to check on her animals, and the barn was on fire. Oh, my God. So long story short, this is a story where I feel like, you know, good things happen. I mean, bad things happen to good people, unfortunately. They had a self-sustainable life, mm. you know? They didn't have. They didn't need to go outside of their means. They had a farm. They had family that had happiness. They lost both of their partners that day, um, and they were able to get free. Long story short, they were able to be. They were in that cellar for about fourteen hours max, but luckily they had somebody searching for them after the fire died off, and they were be able. They were able to like find their their partners which one was actually burned in the barn with the animals, oh which I just God. felt like to me was such a like risky, like, you know, thing to do. But I understand those, fa- those animals are your family. Those animals are your, are your livelihood. So you would want to check on that. Um, and then the other, her relative, 
her husband died in the house trying oh, to call the police. God. So it's just a sad story. And I think what I took from this story is that, you know, life is very short and we don't and we need to treat our climate with love. We need to treat our climate with appreciation, even though you never know what may happen to it. I mean, even them, they treated their climate with I mean, their land with love. I mean, she stated in her article that she just nurtured her land. She mm. prayed over her land. She, you know took care of it mm. so she felt in a way that like mother nature was just purging and in that sense i feel like maybe mother nature is purging us yeah. maybe mother nature is like hey i'm really upset i'm really i'm hurting yeah and so i feel like i think what we all should take from this story is that like you know we can love our climate and it still may not love us back because of the simple things that we're doing, you know, like yeah. how can we make an impact? Right. People are like, well, what can I do? How can I get involved? And like, how can I make it my life better? It's a little simple things, you know, mm -hmm. it's like throw it, not using a straw, man. Or, you know, voting, what a, voting. What are you wearing? Voting, voting. That's coming up. And what are you wearing? And what are you wearing? You know, I think this story just is just a sad story, but it's also like an awakening because people are seeing that like, we can't control it. Even though we think we can control the climate, we cannot. And, too, it's important to remember beyond all the numbers and the science and the data that we're talking about when we're talking about climate change, it's affecting people. It's affecting families. It's affecting animals. Um, all the footage of the koala wildlife in Australia, I know, was really heartbreaking. The kangaroos, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, all the baby kangaroos that passed away. Yeah, and so I think, you know, sharing that story on the podcast, Dom, was, you know, it's also part of just reiterating that kind of going from big to, to very small, but it still very much matters, right? Right. Um, is very, very important. So, you know, I... I very much appreciate you being able to find that story and share it. And because um, I wasn't I didn't know about that story. Yeah. You know, you know I was trying to find a way to to really dive deeper than just the information that I was receiving. Right. Right. I wanted to find a family that was normal, that loved Australia, that loved their community, that helped their community. And then I want to share their story. I mean, because now they will never be the same. You know, their farmer's market that was 10 years in that community is no longer there. Therefore, a lot of communities or a lot of families in their community are not going to have fresh veggies, fresh food, fresh anything. Their reach went far into the so community. Exactly. Their reach yeah. was deeper than what, what, you know, people thought. And so it's just unfortunate of, like, her story and even her speaking. Like, I'm going to start over. Her having the guts of saying that to the, to the reporter, like, I'm going to start over. This is my home. This is my land. This is my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And to have the courage to see all of that go and even see your partner go within that, it's, a, it's, it's, it's encouraging to see somebody still have the love that they do for their, for their land, for their, for their animals, and for oh, their family. Yeah, absolutely. So in inspiring. Um, and sometimes I think just so important to remember how strong the human spirit can be yeah. uh, even against such uh, big odds um, such as climate change or such as even the ignorance that has led to things getting this bad I think it's fair enough to say that um, I agree but I, you know as you were saying and I think this family was so much about living off of the land and um, uh, simplifying things for themselves. Yes, minimalism. You know, yeah. And I think, I think sometimes when things become, and you were, um, our listeners don't know this, but Dom and I had a conversation recently about the um, uh, sustainability becoming a luxury. And, Whew, you know, and minimalism, girl, minimalism, an <laughs> and we, we will do it. Um, but minimalism also kind of has, it has turned into like a this trend. aesthetic and very much um, so and i've jumped on that trend i'm not gonna say like oh i have girl you know, it's a beautiful trend to jump on is, don't get me wrong it's a purging it's a purging ideal yeah you know it's like hey i can be minimal use only the things that i can but 
but put that in practice, right? Put that in practice. Put it in practice. And then also remember too that, and I need to remind myself of this sometimes, but like sometimes the choice of you deciding to be minimalist is a privilege. There's some people that are minimalist because like they have to be. There's no other way. But right. to be that way. Right. Correct. You know, yeah. I feel you on that, Mary. Actually, that's such a good point to put out because minimalism is becoming such a trend, but they're forgetting that it's a it's a practice. It's a spirituality within that minimalism. And mm-hmm. like you said, people are forced to be that way. People have no other choice to see their life just that way. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to. So and some of the research that I did for this episode, I was just looking into different fashion, sustainable champions and i'm gonna butcher her name but she's actually from australia so uh clara voltich um v-u-l-e-t-i-c-h okay um and i found her because she um, works in ethical fashion and um she's a designer and a sustainable strategist and she said um and i was gonna get to this later but i just really loved i loved what she had to say And she said the fashion industry, so to understand fast fashion and the fashion industry, you have to begin to understand behavior. And so I think a lot of the time when like going back to, you know, what we were saying about minimalists and like, I don't want to be picky, you know, we're, we're all love here. Yeah. And we're all human at the end of the day. Like we both, (laughs) we got some work to do. We got some work to do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want anyone to feel like we coming for you. Yeah. Like we're we're on a high horse. No, we're all in this together. We are on the same boat. Yeah. So I, I just, I do, you know, I do want to say that, but I, um, I think going back to like the minimalist conversation, um, I think sometimes what's missing about when we talk, when we're talking about sustainability and when we're talking about minimalism and in this era of aesthetics of social media and all these things that are always posting these ideals and these aspirations yes. to reach to, it's also about the mentality. Why are you doing it? What, what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we love fashion. Girl, we love aesthetics. We, we love those things. We live off of that. Yeah. But. Kiki. But. <laughs> A bow bow. What's the. Be- <laughs> <laughs> but what's the behavior behind it? You know, what's the. That's something that I. What's really, your intention? Ooh, really? That's something I've really had to question within myself recently and really try to every day take some steps to be a little bit better about that and that's tricky it is tricky because we're in the world based of aesthetics and Mm. where is the where is the originality at where is you being your true self at you know and i think that's where we need to go back to like you mentioned like you had to check yourself and it's like what where are you who are you and why are you you know like you have to think about those things when when you think about minimalism when you think about sustainability it's like more than just a a trend yeah it's more than just a luxury like my biggest fear is that sustainability will become a luxury and i mean like mary said we were talking earlier this week about certain sustainability brands and how Mm -hmm. we can afford certain things and how we can't afford certain things. Right. You know, and it's like with sustainability, you know, it does cost more to have better quality and, and, and fair trade on, on work and, and, and how that is being produced. But at the same time, we're still putting that luxury aesthetic on it, Mm -hmm. which is like, is it really luxury or is it something that we should be practicing for the climate? Yeah. Something that we should practical, practical, something that should be a law Mm -hmm. in a sense, you know, absolutely. You know, I'm not knocking on nobody's door, but I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, to make it a fair playing ground, let's make it a law. Uh Uh-huh. That's, that's vote. And that's goes back to voting girl. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, it's really interesting because, um, you know, I've in in the research that I think both of us have been doing, um, the just some of the facts that you hear are crazy. Like I, <laughs> I heard that, and and we're gonna have a pretty long um, uh, link section for this episode. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, we are. So we're gonna try to post 
you know, all of the sources that we're using. Yes, information. You can read for yourself because that's so, so important. It's so important to read things, not just listen to to people, but to read directly from the source. So we're really going to try to to put that all out there. So definitely look for that after the episode. But like some of the some of the things like uh, something that I, you know, I think what we're talking about is change your relationship to consumption is something I'm thinking about a lot this, this year, as in like this month, this first (laughs) year of 2020. Um, I am someone that cannot make decisions to save my life. I think it has something to do with the fact that I was the youngest for a long time. and wasn't really like, uh, I don't want to say allowed, but I wasn't allowed to make decisions when you have so I'm the, you know, I was the youngest of five for a long time. It was hard. It's hard for me now to make decisions. I don't like going to the store because I'm like, oh my gosh, which brand do I get? And what price should I get? And I'm like, do I want to get the better one or I want to get the cheaper one? Cause I'm in college still and I don't know. And like, it's really overwhelming for me, but consumerism has just gone through the roof ever since the, the golden age after world war two, um, like night. So I saw, I, I saw a, a fact that said that in the 1960s, 95% of our clothes were made in the U S today, less than 3% of our clothes are made here in the less States. less than 3%, less than 3%. That means everybody that makes their clothes is probably like making their clothes like from yeah. hand from scratch yeah and sewing it maybe their grandmothers are doing it and they have relationships to their tailors in town they have relationships to their shoemakers and they or family members yeah. we sleep on our family members that can sew uh, half of my ma- family members can sew i'm like why yeah. don't we have a company i yeah <laughs> my, my like mom, why can't we just be the next you know sustainable only brand yeah my mom passed down her um slightly broken sewing machine to me but you are so <laughs> cute it's, i'm really excited to Is use it, it vintage uh no it's not it's very oh. it's like early 2000s model girl bye it's 2020 <laughs> so 20. it's vintage yes <laughs> um but you know with that consumption consumerism has increased by 500 percent in the past decades like just after the 1960s and we started to outsource more of our production and uh Alyssa L- again gonna Alyssa. butcher the name wait i can't pronounce Alyssa the, the Alyssa Lou, um who is the founder of the new classic studios which is all about sustainable fashion it's a great brand um she said that on average our clothes so on average our wardrobe is four times the size of our parents um that's Damn. crazy that's crazy that means our parents didn't wear anything they wore the same they things. wore the same thing look yeah. at them being sustainable as hell you know what that's so funny because as an older, like you stated that you were a younger child, I'm the oldest one, and I always had to make the decisions. So it was <laughs> so it was so hard for me to make the decisions. I'm like, well, I want to wear this, and then my mom was like, okay, so we'll just dress everybody like this, and I was like, oh, oh. crap, you know, like, and no, we end up being my... triplets, me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. But taking that into consideration, I do believe that consumerism is based off of instant gratification, um, just like Instagram. I think yeah. instant things come with a cost. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you want something quickly. Well, is it going to be made well? Right. And I think again, like going back, not only I will only speak for myself here. Um, sometimes I've I've wasted afternoons trying to track down like an outfit I wanted, or wasting money on something that I never wore. They or literally made a whole app because we we were doing that. And it's called Wait. Pinterest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then I wasted time on Pinterest. And then you wasted time <laughs> on Pinterest. And then, uh, yeah. And you know what I mean? Instead of Googling, I want yeah. this outfit. I want that. They made Pinterest. Like, everybody and can pin their ideas, pin their outfits, and then people can just feed off of that. Right. And then you go it's on a Instagram. Black hole. And you think, oh, man, I want a new red dress. And then all of a sudden... What do you see in your advertisements? Oh, my God. Red dress. Little red dress. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's oh scary. My God. It is, I know it's everybody's scary. talking about that. Everybody's talking about Move, that. Moving on, because we already know that we're probably going to see that yeah. on, our, on our Insta right now. Um, But I think, you know, I, personally for me, and it's flawed, and I work on it every day, and it's a mindset, and it's my relationship to things, but making it a lot more personable and meaningful as I, we talked about, uh, I think at the end of last year on our last episode and our goals, 
um, and things kind of transferring a lot of my knowledge into my everyday things, you know, and I, and uh, it's, it's hard because I catch myself falling. It's a habit. It is like mindless. Like I think um, uh, another thing that I read um, by uh, Clara Voltish is that uh, consume, uh, so like consumerism has, so modern consumerism has made us mindless consumers. And that's what I feel like. Like, I think we don't talk, we talk about that like on a big scale, but like on a small scale and that's happening in my brain. I'm like, I feel like I am not thinking when I am trying to just like consume things or I'm like want to just take and take and take and like keep, keep doing more and more and more. It's like, so I don't think it through and I don't like that. I don't want to, it's tough. It's a tough habit, but it's a tough habit. I agree with that. It's a lot of manual work that you have to like unlearn a lot of things. It is. It's a, um unlearning experience to believe that we need it because we don't. Yeah. And I think that's where it's at. Is it a need or is it a want? Ooh, and I feel yeah. like people want a lot of things instantly and they kind of misuse that as a need. Yeah. And it's a treadmill effect. Like a th- need is something that you can mm-hmm. use every single day does mm-hmm. that make sense do you need that damn crop top are you gonna wear that crop top to work right are you gonna wear that shit every day you probably not but yeah. a nice blouse that's could be interchangeable to day and night mm-hmm. that's something that people need to think about you know i feel like we we don't think about the things that are happening and i see that in retail why is retail going down so quickly y'all you tell me because people are not going in there and shopping. They want things instantly because Amazon is, a, they do what they do and they send it the next day. And sometimes that might be good. Sometimes that might not be good. But I just think that the quality of things people lack. Right. And when we're talking about sustainability, not I'm in the, in the uh, broader sense of the world of like long, long, uh, long lasting that was never made to last. It the was prices a- kept going down. Production kept going up. Things were going to combust. And we're starting to kind of see that now, especially um, as sustainable activism is taking more of a, a front line uh, in, a, in a lot of our modern issues. And uh, there was a, a, a Clara Voltich, is, I think uh, she's a design activist. She heard this term and I had never heard of it before, but it's super simple. It's just about using your talents as a designer to create a positive impact in the world, right? So there's more people like that going into the fashion industry, going into the production industry that see the problem and want to be part of changing changing it, you know? Yeah, it's just That's that, what you you're know, doing, Dom. Right. That's I'm what trying. you're doing over here. I'm trying. You know, yeah. as I'm stepping into this rim in this industry, um, I'm seeing a lot of shit is fucked up. Excuse my French. Uh. But the people that are, are working hard, they're seeing the amount of things that they have to clean up because of decades and decades and decades of just fucked up shit. And I'm sorry that I have to say this, but the design of even the buildings and schools that people are in, it's just not eco-friendly. It's not healthy for people that have asthma. It's not healthy for people that have all of these other issues. And, and are, and people are, are, are like wondering what's going on. Why are their kids feeling this way or, or why all of these things are happening in the yeah, world, the water that they're drinking, the water the that fountain. they're drinking. Yes. All of these things have everything to do on why, why things was not made with care, why things wasn't, why did people take their time on building certain things? Why mm-hmm. is did they not take in consideration of the the value of longevity? Like you were mm-hmm. speaking on, like people things are not meant to last anymore. Things are just meant to get done to get what they need to get. Right, and I think that has a lot to do with engineering. People don't really seem like me and you talked about the LEED uh, degree education, so, which so I'm so excited about <laughs> leadership and environment and design. It helps. We're going to take the class. I know I'm going to take the class, but I want to learn more about the environment and how that plays into architect and how that plays into design and how that plays into building a eco-friendly yet sustainable building that helps people that's in it and the world. So like the downtown Austin library. Yes. The uh, not the literally award winning 
library. Why? Because 88% recycled repurposed 88%, material. 88%. What is that about? The mass naturally lit library in Com- North America. Literally, you walk in there. Beautiful. Easy, beautiful. People can breathe. People can can feel relaxed. And it I, feels new. It feels I think a lot what? of time when we talk about sustainability, we talk about renewability. They think about, people ooh, think second hand. Who used this? Who no. used that? Honey. Rethink You know it. how many Rethink things it. that people can revamp? Oh, I love it. I love Do you it. know how so many inspiring. buildings that are just sitting there of of, of, so of things that we could reuse? So beautiful. Half of America that been through traumatic disasters mm-hmm. have buildings that are sitting there that they just want to rot and consume into the world. Instead of reusing that, that the substance of what it is and making something new. Which is such a beautiful, beautiful mindset. To Which have. And is why I shout out to Australia literally they are literally taking this disaster and revamping it to something positive and making their 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 issue on a bigger level like hey we are going through this firsthand here is what we're trying to do to better our situation in the climate do you want to be next is what i would say yeah to the to us in the u.s is like do we want to be next i mean poor california getting they they touch fire every year mm-hmm. every every few months they have a, a fire one of these days it's going to catch on and then what we need to be thinking about these issues right now we need to be thinking about the future and how can you get involved i feel like people ask me all the time dominique how can you how can we really get involved how can we really help the climate it's already going downhill it's already blah 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 yeah. it's like dude what do you do every day? What do you do every day? Yeah. I ask them, what do you do every day? What do you think by you shopping or eating or telling someone or reading or recy- are you recycling? Like people don't see their benefit and how it might be helping. But yeah. I feel like if we all do something little, it will equal to something big. Yeah. And then. Or so make then, it a law. Let's yeah. vote people. <laughs> I was about to say, I was oh, saying. Make it a law. And little is going to vote. <laughs> I agree. It always co- it comes back because it's both. It's both. It's both action and 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 non-action. I mean, action and I guess action, but like right. It's both. A- it's both micro action correct. and macro action. Macro. And it's very important. It's, it can't be either or both. I mean, I I love sociology. I know I bring it up a lot on this podcast, and it's what I'm studying. So <laughs> it consumes me. Um, I have everything to do with climate. You're has, you're talking about people here. It is. And it's also about it's not just uh, it's not always just macro. I think people think sociology is always macro, but there's a lot of really great theorists that handled micro things. Um, And it's both. You can't you can't have just either or just, you know, we can't have sociology and only, you know, we can't have just sociology or just psychology or just biology. So my favorite chemistry. Yeah. So my favorite professors. Right. Right. were teachers that would bring all of that together and be like, you know what? I don't think it's just biology and I don't think it's just environment. I think it's both. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it has a little to do with everybody. It has mm-hmm. a, a lot to do with everybody. Not a little, it has a lot to do with everybody. Yeah. And I think people need to understand, like, as we went back to minimalism, you know, we are not asking people and people are not asking people to be, to do like, to donate a million dollars to change the world. We're char- we're saying that. I'm asking some people to do that. <laughs> okay, well, if you can, the people in the back with the millions, with the millions, the people in the back with the millions, you show up. But I'm talking about the people that look that are right. like me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, has a regular job, have a regular life. Um, the things that we can do as a community to make the world overall a better place is one, like I said, knowledge, right? Yeah. And what we're doing is spreading our light to people so that they can light other people's light. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like we talking about this is helping a lot of people understand that, like, this is not just Australia's fight. This is not just California's fight. Mm -mm. This is not just like anybody's fight. This is all of our fight. This is all of our all of ours world that we all need to just think about these solutions in a minor way. Uh, I, I mean, we can do something little each and every single day, you know, what a place in your community where you can pick up trash, your neighborhood park, yeah. your neighbor's yard, you know, little things that that you might not feel like you're making an impact. I mean, 
I feel like voting is the biggest way because that is how we get the change, right? That's how we mm-hmm. get the people that we want in office to make those changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm concerned that no one that that are that you know I'm that I'm seeing on TV is talking about this. Any pol, poli- you know, politics, mm-hmm. politicians. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to see more about this this green this climate. New- deals and yes i want to see i want to talk about this gas emission i want to talk about fair i want to talk about labor laws and how that plays into consumerism and how that plays into fashion which also plays into our climate yeah but you know it gets it gets so complicated because it's so hard that's why no one feels like they can do anything mary yeah because you 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 get one you get ahead and then you see the other shit ahead of you you get there then you see the other shit it's like well, it has to take a village to get the cl- to clean the shit up. And there's always people on our, you know, e- from our level. We're not politicians at all. You know, people that are at all, <laughs> um, people that are nay- naysayers mm-hmm. that are like, no, it's this it's, is what's really happening with the planet. It's not climate change. It's this. It's not that. It's this. Um, but on a political level, you try to talk about those things, you get shut down. You get pushed out, and you try to talk about big oil and big pharma and all of these things it it gets so complicated so i to the people that are trying to do that keep trying to do that we you encourage you to backing you we have we have your we ha- you have our encouragement you have mm-hmm. our prayers you have our vibes i i i i believe in those people because they make that their life. They inspire they us. They inspire us to be able to talk. And this is what the way we feel like we can give back. You know, sometimes I can't sleep at night thinking about certain things on how I can help my community. And it's like, I cannot change the world by myself. No. It takes a village to even raise a child. Yeah. So I can only imagine to change the world. Right. What that will take. Right. Um, and then change a world that's been in some crap for centuries yeah you know and it's crazy how other countries around us are being more accountable for or taking our weight and that's where i feel like yeah i'm not okay it's like right. you, other countries are taking the weight that we need to be taking of right. but we're worried about other things that doesn't make sense to us about <gasps> what's the newest kindly lipstick and then it's like she's even realizing that makeup is a bigger issue in our climate and yeah. in our, our our life so mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to say this to say that like people can make a difference. You can make a difference. I just feel like you should figure out something that is in your normal day life. Something that is not making you outside of your comfort zone or outside of your box. Something that you can do going to your job, something that you can do talking to a coworker, talking to a relative like, "Hey, let's go for a walk." And as we're walking, let's pick up trash. Yeah. You know, like Little little things matter, and I'm wanting to put put light on that because I feel like people feel like they can't make a difference because it's 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 above them. It's mm-hmm. too big for them to handle. And you know something I th- that is really just kind of gnawing in in my mind in a positive way is that it's not all. Tr- I think people sometimes get bogged down by like oh you mean like i'm gonna have to pick up trash or i'm gonna have to do this chore like they they hear it and they're like oh that sounds like a chore and i think like too bad do it but also but also it's not all like boring negative things and i think having you know having you in my life dom has been so inspiring just to see like you just so beautifully combining passion concern for the environment and creativity like every time i see you i'm like oh my god dom looks fantastic i love that outfit oh my god every time i see you post (sighs) and this is i so mean this i so mean this every every photo shoot that you do is so beautiful guys go just go see her most recent one because it is mind-blowingly beautiful the models uh, everyone you collaborated with i don't know their names but they're all great (laughs) um but i think I think a lot of the time when people hear sustainability, at least from from my background and even for myself, I think like, oh, I gotta like bring it's a bun- work. I gotta bring uh. like a bag with me and put all the stuff in it, and like I gotta like be doing chores all the time. No, find something that makes you so excited. And for me, it's fashion. Yes. What is it for you? What is it if for you? If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably fashion too. But, but or a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. You know, I've been spending time in the library, and it's so beautiful, Ugh. and it's so inspiring, it's and it really changes how I think about sustainability. And I think a lot of people 
before me and after me and right now or way ahead of me on this but like it's a beautiful thing it's not a boring oh, old know. used gross thing it's so oh, inspiring it's so inspiring because that thing informs you of what it can do it's versatile not only that that you're exciting you walking into something that is better for not just you it's not just you it's for the community it's for the climate it's like you feel honored to be something that in something that's beneficial to not just you and i think what problem of consumerism is beneficial to just a specific type of person like instant people instant gratification it's like that's why we have all of these things for you guys because we know that you guys will do it boom 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 you know but yeah, things it's not that like one or the I mean, sometimes it is one or the other, depending on what it is. But there's some things that you can just kind of combine with your passion. So it's not all just like, oh, you need to live like a boring, reused, oh, reuse everything life. It's like, no, Lucky me to find something that I can bring together like that. Yeah. Like you stated, like I feel like I have a great purpose and I'm aligning that with my spirituality, which is aligning that with the community. And I think yeah, that so has beautiful. all everything to do with with sustainability and yeah. pushing that that sustainable fashion Mm -hmm. and on a smaller everyday scale for me that's like how do I wear some things together that are already in my closet that I haven't worn together before and make a totally new look totally new vibe for me and that's exciting it's so exciting right that's so small and that might seem insignificant and some people might be like whatever I don't care I want a new fit do that but it's so exciting and that might not be your thing if that's not your thing that's fine. Find your thing, though. But what is your thing? You know, you yeah. want to get new clothes? Give your clothes to your friends. Yeah. Start a group message and like, hey, y'all, let's yeah, do a swap. It's so fun. There's let's so many do fun a swap. Options. Let's, right. you know. It's, there's so much to be bogged down by, and there's so much to take seriously. There's so much that we are concerned about, but also there's so much excitement and joy. So much. And what we're exploring with sustainability from fashion, from architecture, from food, from relationships even like yeah so cool yeah it's so cool i love how climate goes right into clothing and how clothing goes right into climate Mm -hmm. people think that there's two opposite things it's like uh uh-uh uh-uh no 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 no, no, our clothes are made from the climate then our clothes are made from the climate which is made from us so let's let's be more kind to our climate let's be more kind to ourselves and i feel like ending this episode with Something that I am so excited to talk about, or well, for Mary to talk about, but (laughs) we want to state that we talked about doing fabric facts and how important Uh that is to us to spread the knowledge of fabrics and spread the knowledge of textiles. So, Mary, take it away. All right, here we go, you guys. So, Dom and I talked about it, and we knew this episode was going to be a little more emotional and uh, a little more serious than a lot of our previous episodes so we debated about ending it hard with like something like cotton or polyester that's got a lot going on yeah um or trying to find something a little more uplifting so lighter a little lighter i did a little bit of both because the fabric that i'm going to be talking about is polylactic acid which is usually called pla um and it's also sometimes called biopolymers um And it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of good and it's a little bit of bad. And I think that that's the truth behind a lot of fabrics, honestly. A lot about everything. A lot <laughs> of everything. And a lot of what I'm learning is like a lot of things in moderation, right? So yes. what's really cool about uh, PLA is that it's a thermoplastic polyester. So it's a, and it's an entirely new class of, synthet- of synthetic fibers. And it's derived from 100% renewable sources, uh, mostly Ooh, corn. So I like corn. Yeah. Corn is super easy to grow because most of it needs, it's like sunlight and only 10% of it is in the soil. There's right. a bunch of things like, um, so corn's in everything. I know someone that's allergic to corn. Ooh, Ooh rough. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I know. Shout out. I don't, rem- I, they, I went to class with them. I don't remember their name, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, corn person. Uh, so unlike conventional synthetics like polyester, which is made from fossil fuels and non-biodegradable products, as we know, PLA fiber is derived from annually renewable crops and is compositable. 
although only its industrial compositing facilities that so it's only compositable and in industrial compositing facilities that provides the right combination of temperament and humidity to trigger the fiber to break down so that's the downside right is that like it is compositable but it's only compositable in this like one sort of setting of this temperature and, and humidity has to be just right um so interesting while it claims to be sustainable which it is um it's not as easy right so it's a much more complicated thing than that um but it is still a very groundbreaking um i was just gonna say that's amazing to hear those things and have that option i think that's the key like with fabrics we need options people like we don't have options to be able to recycle these clothing because they're not able to be recycled but having that option is like oh you know what i'm gonna buy this because you know what i can you know maybe have it go back to the to the world you know right in some form Right. So definitely, uh, if anyone has more fun facts about PLA for us, um, send them our way. I am in the middle of reading through a book called Sustainable Fashion and Textiles um, by Kate Fletcher. And it's just a really beautiful book. And uh, it is like $50 on Amazon. But guess what? I guess found what, it y'all? for like $3 on half Ooh. price books, which what is reused? It is reused. And it's beautiful. And I uh, highly recommend if you are looking for um, resources uh, to uh, learn more about fashion for yourself. I definitely recommend this book so far. The first chapter just takes one fabric at a time, which is where I got all of these PLA facts. Um, but if you have more to share with us, share with us. You know Palaise. we're always want to learn. And I'm so excited because Dom gets to do our next fabric fact because you bet we're going to do it every <laughs> episode. You know it. You know it. We have we sat down and we thought of so many new episodes. Y'all. You guys better hold on to your seats because it's going to be a crazy no ride. No more the sporadic. We we were testing the waters. We got I mean, we got we did good last year. We, sure, we did, but good, we are man. like we, we are on a roll. We're, we're on a roll right now. And so people stay tuned. Um, and I know we ventured away from this, but we are going to be sharing some links and some uh, information. Yeah, that some you, knowledge. So you can help um, if you want to donate to Australia. If you haven't already, we're gonna um, put some links to that. Um, if you want to educate yourself yeah if uh, all of the all of the st- we're gonna put the link to dom's uh story, story from yes. cnn mm-hmm. we're gonna put all the links to all the people that we brought up and i'm also gonna include the links to dom's published work of course oh you're so and, sweet man um, i even saw recently that lush i i know a lot of our oh. listeners probably love lush cosmetics um sustainable uh, all natural uh, brand out of the UK, but now it's here. It's great. Uh, we have two two different locations in Austin, and I don't know if they're still doing this, but they have a koala bear soap, and 100% of the proceeds go to helping Australia's wildlife. That's amazing. Um, so koala, if, how yeah, cute. So you get you know you get something for yourself, but it goes to something good. So um, shopping with the cause. Exactly. Speaking of shopping and our fashion so much that we've talked about on this episode i'm sure some of you already know this but uh thread up the uh resale online store has a carbon footprint calculator so it's a fashion footprint calculator dom and i both have already done this yes yes and it was really cool interesting so cool i'm into it yeah and you it's very short um I, we shared it on our story not too long ago. Mm-hmm. It's super easy to find. You can probably yes. just Google it. We'll also add it's a link, link to right? it. It's in our link, right? It's in our bio still. Almost, mm, right? Probably. I think it is. It the link be. is still in the bio for sure because it's not the podcast. Mm. But Thread Up is so much important. I mean, we love to yep. see it. We love to see sustainable brands make it national, make it global. And oh, good, for, so cool. good job for celebrities to see the opportunity in this. Oh. Shout out to Olivia Wilde. Uh, thank you, girl. I love her. Yeah, so go and take, you know, if you're interested to see really, like, how much your own closet and your own uh, buying habits are affecting the environment, go do the footprint calculator because it was pretty eye-opening to me. And send and it to your friends because then 
they also see what's going on. Yeah. And then at that same time, you guys all recognize like, damn. Because yeah. when I seen it, I was like, I thought I'm doing good. And I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm not. Yeah. As a, as a thrifter, I'm like still, am I being wise about what I'm ooh. doing? You yeah. know? Am I giving of my selling as good as I should when it comes to what I'm also buying. It's a right. lot of little things that it's, you think about. It's complicated. But what I liked about it is that, and we, they should sponsor us. So, you know, reach we out should, to us. If yeah. Thread up, us. hit us up. Yeah. All right. For real. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but what I like about the calculator is that it will also give you recommendations of different things you could do. Like it was talking about how much, uh, the life cycle of your fabric has to do with like when you're owning it and you're washing it and how much energy goes into that. And so it was giving me some recommendations for that. And I was like, mm, I got to jot this down. Um, so that's really cool too, is that it's, it's encouraging because it's like, Oh, you're doing really good, but also you could do better, and but no, no. Yeah. I, I like no knowledge girl. I always talk about how that knowledge is a light to someone else. And I think that that's the way we spread the knowledge is we spread our, our light, we spread our positivity, we spread our knowledge. Yeah. And um, I think that what we're doing is a way to help the world. I think us talking about thrifting in our minds and how. And the relationship and the between relationship those two things. And the relationship mm. between those two things. Mm. It's just magnificent. I'm fortunate to be a part of this and I'm fortunate to have listeners. Yeah. And I, I've, yeah. You took the word. Shout, right shout out to DJ. DJ's back, you guys. DJ's back at the building. Oh, we missed him. Dude, last episode we were struggling. We did. We but we made it, Mary. <laughs> we didn't want to let anybody know, but we did. We, we told made, y'all. We did tell we, y'all. We told y'all it was a rough start. It was a rough. But DJ's thing. back, guys. He he actually he scored really well on the thread up calculator. I want to <gasps> let y'all know. You did say that mm-hmm. better than you, huh? By like. Point, like by e- a point. Look at him. Not He's like, point, uh-uh, like Mary, we don't want to hear that. It's still better. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty, it's really interesting. Yeah. So I, I think it's really cool. So sh- send it, send it to your, to your partners, to your lovers, to your friends, to your family, share it. And then maybe y'all will start some rivalry as DJ and I have going now. Just totally. But good. a positive one. A positive one. Right, DJ. He's nodding, y'all. Y'all can't see him, but he's there. He's so quiet. Besides, uh, obviously, this is not my plug, but Australia Red Cross, um, G-I-V-I-T, gives donations to what's happening in Australia right now. Um, So those, first and foremost, again, we'll have links to all of that. Um, For me... I am. That's what I really meant. <laughs> I know that's what you meant. I know. I just, personal plugs. I Do I, I got to be personal now? I knew I was going to forget if I didn't say those things now. Um, I feel it. But personal plugs are pretty much the same, man. I, um, my, my social media is uh, Merrily Wondering. Ooh. Why not? Why not? Um, M-A-R-Y-I-L-Y. The word wondering. Um, which yes. I know how to spell, but I'm just lazy. And um, I have a podcast Podcast. that I sporadically do interviews for. um, You got another one coming up. I do have another one coming up. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Nope. I'm very excited. It's a secret. It's a secret. But the the hint is that it's going to tie in pretty well to our subject. Yes. Uh Queen of podcasts right here. It's like a nervous tick that I have. I'm like, oh, what's something I'm interested? Should I talk about it? Yeah. Should I make a podcast? Yeah. That's the most Aquarius thing I think you could do. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. (gasps) It is Aquarius season. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are we doing? What? Oh, my. Oh, my God. This is your season. (laughs) It is. But I didn't mean to expose myself like You this. did. Dang. Damn. Well, that my turn for the ooh, plugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it away. Take, take it, it away, Dom. You know, this I spotlight. say the same thing, guys. Follow Thrifted Feels. Follow Thrifted Feels. <laughs> Follow Thrifted Feels on Instagram. We are doing a lot of changing. You're if trying you, to, you're, you're, thro- you're. You're doing an online store. Yes, so guys. I'm starting my online business, and so I would love your support. Austin, 
If you're not in Austin, you can still do it. Uh, y'all, all my people from everywhere else in the world, <laughs> you can shop my stuff sooner than later. It's going to be out by South by Southwest, which is in March, if people don't know. Um, I'm really working hard on my content to give you guys the best quality work for me. Um, and just more episodes from me and Mary is something that I want to plug in. We are going to kill it. We have some things coming up that we want to talk about, that we want to express. We're doing a live podcast. Woof! That's Whoa. coming up. I know I just threw that out there, but I just want to say that we have some great things coming up. And what's we really you do. know, so it, it's okay to throw in a little little hint every now and then to it's get everybody cute. excited. It's exciting. It's a cute time. It is a very beautiful time. I'm appreciative of you, Mary. I love this podcast with you. I think thrifting is like my passion, but my second passion has now been talking with you and to our listeners. It's such magic. I feel like no matter what day I'm having, I know literally have a bad day right now. Mm. I literally walked into Mary and I was like, I'm having a rough day. And now that I'm talking to you, I just feel like so much better. And I'm not even trying to be like mushy or no. anything like you. you we went and got I, some grapefruit and girl, she just uplifted my <laughs> life. I'm about to go home and have a splendid time. And I just appreciate you. No, Well, you know, Don, on that note, uh, I was having a rough week. I'm not going to say why, um, but I just a lot of changes, a lot of changes happening. Finishing up school can be an emotional time for people uh, because. Yes. You don't know what's going on and you're yes. confused. So if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. No. But I wasn't alone uh, because right here I have DJ who's always supporting hey, hey. me and always there for me. And Dom, you have been so good about grounding me so so kindly and so sincerely and reminding me who I am and reminding me that why I make the choices that I make. Cause you're a badass bitch. Oh, you are you so are kind. such a gr- girl. You're I so can't, we can literally talk up for the next 10 minutes of how we're great tag. You're, you're right. it. But, Oh, but we both been having a rough time. Yes. But not like nothing bad. Nothing, nothing too bad. Something, Don't worry. We're just sensitive. Just, we are. <laughs> a we're sensitive. Literally, <laughs> we're just like creatives that are really sensitive. Yeah. So. But we, you know, I, I, I think we want to be able to encourage our listeners. You encourage me and you encourage me. It's a it's a really beautiful community. We hope that we hear from you guys. Yes, please comment. Um, please rate us on our podcast. Rate us. Please rate us and give us. us comments. We love you guys. I mean, sh- we are just new to this, but we know that this is going to be something that we're going to carry for a really long time. Yeah, and we're excited for Drops whatever, <gasps> whatever, whatever steps we we are taking next. We're excited for everyone to be along for the ride and maybe even be a part of it. <gasps> Reach out to us, talk to us, yes. share all of the knowledge because that's how we grow, right? Yes. Stay tuned, guys. Next episode, we're gonna have a special someone. Ooh. We'll talk to you then. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thrifting Minds. Our podcast is produced and edited by DJ Lucas. Our theme song is by Stefan Osei. And we cannot wait to bring you more inspo for thrifting and fashion on the next episode. Stay tuned.